Dr. Raquel Daly, founder of Best Life Abroad. Today, we have Faith, who is here with us, um, who's going to talk to us a little bit about her journey moving abroad. So she's going to start out by just telling us a little bit about herself. Um, so first, welcome to the Best Life Abroad podcast. We're very happy to have you um, with us today. And so, yeah, if you can just share a little bit about yourself, that would be great. Yeah, so originally, I'm from Southern California. Um, born and raised, and I never lived abroad before this. I've never uh, really lived anywhere else besides California. I did live in Georgia for like nine months, but I wouldn't count that as like a real transition. <laughs> um, so uh, it was last year, in the beginning of the year, I was kind of like, you know, what are my next steps in my career? Because I've done so many different things. I work in the fashion industry, and I've done many roles, and I've kind of been burned out from the fashion industry and just my job at the current time, even though like I was completely like set in life and like loved where I lived and my community and my friends and and job security and everything. I just kind of felt like I needed a change and I didn't really know what it was. And my parents decided that they wanted to buy a second home abroad and they had left for Italy already to like start their home search. And like, I was always calling my mom complaining about my job. So she's like, why don't you just quit your job? Like come out here and just like figure it out. And I was just like, I've always wanted to like, I never, I always wanted to study abroad, which I didn't do when I was in college. And then I was like, I guess now, cause I'm single, this is like the best time to, you know, kind of take that leap. It's either like now or never. Cause I don't know what the future may hold or what would hold me back. So I decided to make a plan. I looked into um, doing like a language culture program here. And uh, my parents were currently in South Italy. So I looked somewhere near where I could stay with my parents. I found a program that was really nice, that very flexible with the hours and things like that with school. So I applied, got my visa and just kind of like started packing my place up. I had lived in my apartment for like 12 years. So it was kind of very logic of like going through all my things and like selling stuff. And then I started to be like, am I making the right decision? And then all my friends are like, what? You're going to quit your job? You're not going to work? And I was like, no, I don't. I like maybe next year. Like I just want a clean break, you know, like maybe six to nine months. I'll start looking into like a job. But at that time I was like, I'm not going to work for as long as possible. So that kind of was like, oh my God, I'm really, and I'm not a spontaneous person. I'm really more of like, I plan everything out. So this was like a leap for me, just kind of like going with the flow of life. And it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like I don't uh, regret anything. I've actually wish I moved sooner. I love it here in Italy and I've been here a little over a year now, but that was how I ended up in Italy was because my parents were looking to purchase a home. Oh, that is so, I love this story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what part of Italy are you in? I'm in Puglia. I'm in uh, the heel of the boot in the most Southern region. I'm in Salento where they say the beaches are like the Maldives. I've never been to the Maldives, but like you can go so far out in the sandy beaches and you're like, still waist deep in the water, which is really nice. I was thinking water as soon as you said where you were. <laughs> I was thinking of the water. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's the area we're in the peninsula is so narrow. It's 30 minutes to the West Coast beaches and 30 minutes to the East Coast beaches. 
So wow. you're literally, we're literally surrounded by water, and you can wow. see the sunset and the sunrise on the on the sea. Oh here. my gosh! Listen, did not make me pack up and go to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yay. Um, okay. So you made the decision. You were like, all right, it's official. What do you think was like the first thing for you to do? So a lot of pe- times people are like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, okay, I, I've made the decision. I'm moving abroad. Now, what do I do? What, what was like your first step in their process? My visa options, just because, you know, if I'm going to stay long-term, I don't want to do it illegally. I've definitely met some people who are here who are Americans who are on visas, which mm-hmm. I think is very risky to take that even though they've been here and they haven't gotten in trouble that like, I don't want to put myself at the risk of being deported because I don't want to go through the paperwork process, which was very difficult. I'm not going to lie. The Los Angeles consulate was very hard to one, get a hold of and let alone get my visa. My visa arrived literally two days before my flight. Oh. Wow. So it was very stressful, but yeah. I definitely think going the proper um, way is the way to go. And so it was pretty, although the process, I don't know any visa process that is easy. <laughs> I feel like they are like, okay, this is the visa. We're going to make this difficult. But it was okay for you to be like, I just, I'm quitting my job in the U.S. I'm moving to the U.S. and I'm moving to Italy and I'm going to figure it out there. Like, were they okay with you kind of moving there without moving there for employment purposes? No, because I didn't move for employment purposes, but I didn't know that um, at the time, you could uh, work 20 hours a week part-time. So my school actually told me when I arrived, they're like, we're really looking for native English speakers to teach, but I don't have the patience, let alone (laughs) teacher. So I passed one and everyone was like, oh my God, you had a job opportunity as soon as you moved here. And I was like, I came here to like relax and like Mm -hmm. take my time and then decide and figure out what I want to do with my life, not to come here and like hustle for a job as soon as I got here. So Mm -hmm. I think definitely, I'm not sure if you're coming here looking for work, maybe you want to line something up before you got here, (laughs) but that definitely wasn't my path. Work kind of fell into my lap after living here. I didn't like plan on working at least the first year. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the questions, which it may not be something that um, was as pressing, given your situation, what you've shared. But one pressing question for people who are interested in moving abroad is often financing. Like, how will I finance my life while I'm abroad? Um, Have you started working yet? Do you have an idea kind of what you want to do? What are your insights there? Yeah, so finance wise, me, I didn't have to worry about lodging because like I was living with my parents at first when I first moved here. So paying for rent, bills, things like that was not uh, an issue for me. And mainly my money was being spent on like enjoyment excursions and like doing things day to day basis. But that money had to stretch for the whole time that I'm here because I'm not working. So that definitely, I didn't come here like with a hundred dollars in my bank account. Like I'm going to wing it. That definitely didn't happen, but I didn't have the financial pressure of um, paying for where I'm living. Um, But work kind of fell into my lap. Like I met um, an international realtor who's here who services clients in the States and uh, she had offered me a job and then I got a job offer, a remote job in, in the States doing digital styling. So I ended up taking that because it's more my field. I'm not 
I do like real estate, but I don't know enough. And I didn't feel confident to kind of step into that realm. And I know that it takes a while to start making money in real estate, but it, maybe down the line, that could be something that I'm interested in when I can speak Italian, Italian fluently and I can kind of help other people who are looking like my parents to buy a home here. So you're doing digital styling. Yeah, so I work completely remotely um, uh, for a Los Angeles-based company. That is awesome. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. That's really awesome, especially like in the area that you're already an expert. Yeah, and it it like happened like maybe four months before my year mark being here. So I had enough time to kind of relax and not work. So when I was ready to start thinking about work and figuring out that kind of thing, the job kind of fell in my lap. So it was awesome. That is amazing. Congratulations. Yay. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what your transition to Italian culture has been like. I think the biggest transition is one, there is a big language barrier, um, but eating times like here, (laughs) it's very traditional. So in the middle of the day, business is shut down. So learning to, you have to Make sure you eat. If you're not going to cook at home, you need to make sure you go out to eat at a by a certain time because I think people could close between two and three p.m. here. So if you haven't eaten and you're not, uh, you don't have any food at at home, like you're just kind of like stuck. If there's a McDonald's in your town, which there is not a lot of fast food places out here, I think there's like two McDonald's. Uh, that's going to be your only option unless you go to the grocery store and make your own food. Mm-hmm. So that was like a huge adjustment. And then dinner in LA, I would eat dinner, maybe like seven, eight, eight was kind of late. Now I eat dinner like nine to 10. Mm-hmm. So the late night dinners and then like eating not traditional breakfast, like having like sweets for breakfast. So I've kind of had to like struggle with letting go of like my savory breakfast and that kind of thing. So now, and I wasn't a coffee drinker really. And now I'm a coffee drinker. So I've kind of adapted to Italian ways. Also, and I love aperitivo and having cocktails with every meal or wine. So I think it was an easy transition. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I know you mentioned that your parent um, just made the decision to buy a home in Italy. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how they even ended up um, choosing Pua? Do you have an idea of kind of how they their process went to choose Italy and then choose Pua as well? Um, we've uh, vacationed in Italy um, before, and um, uh, the decision was based on them being in retirement and wanting to figure out where uh, this place could be where our entire family could come. Can you talk to us about how you've been received as a woman of color in um, in Italy? Um, I know that everyone's experience is uh, different. Me personally, I haven't had any negative experiences here. Uh, so I know I read about things that happen or people post like where they felt safest and I've been here on vacation with family I've been here on vacation with friends and I I live here well over a year now and I haven't had a negative experience so I definitely think 
it just depends that being in the right place, I mean, in the wrong place at the wrong time to have those type of negative experiences here. Mm -hmm. And especially because people have like preconceived notations of how like you're going to be received. It's not a predominantly um, touristy region, especially for non-Italians. It's a very big vacation area for Italians, maybe some Germans. So you don't see that many Black people in general and let alone Americans. Mm-hmm. So you could have that kind of like, oh my gosh, are they racist here or not? And you just kind of have to, you know, racism exists everywhere, no matter where you go. So you might, you have to just be prepared to experience it. If you don't, that's great. And if you do, it's it's really unfortunate. And I haven't had um, a moment where I didn't feel safe because of the color of my skin or welcome because of the color of my skin, thankfully. And you mentioned some American friends or American connections that you made. Did you make those connections there? We happened to meet a realtor who mainly does real estate in uh, Tuscany and she She's a black realtor from Los Angeles and she's here showing clients around and she met my mom and that's how I got the job offer to kind of work in real estate. But yeah, saying she's loving it here in Puglia also and she can't believe she hadn't uh, come to this region before. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Now. You mentioned your language school um, and learning Italian. Um, are you now more fluent in Italian? And then also, has language been a barrier for you in any way? Yes, because here, one, there's not a lot of American tourists. So the need for them to speak English is in a very high demand here. So there is a language barrier. And like, you'll go to plenty of restaurants, nothing that's translated but people here are very nice. So once they know like, oh, you're American, and then they try to communicate in a way that they can, or they'll use Google Translate, or they'll ask you to pull out Google Translate, and they'll speak into the microphone for you, which is really nice, because it's like you're making an effort, and they're making an effort too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's no, I'm not, I'm not fluent. It's a very difficult language. <laughs> and because of COVID, uh, Last year, there was a kind of a shutdown. So some of my classes had switched to online, which I find is very difficult to learn a language online. Mm-hmm. So now that it's summer, I'm on summer break, but in the fall, I'll be in person again because of the COVID situation is a lot better. Yeah. And you mentioned that like for real estate, for example, you would want to be more fluent in Italian. Are you finding that because of where you are and they don't have a lot of like American tourists or English speaking tourists that um, in order for you to have like a more immersed job offer or position within Puya that um, you would have Italian? I would honestly say I don't think anywhere in Italy you would have unless you're working in tourism that English would be a benefit for you. I think definitely if you want to move here and work like in tech or whatever industry it is, unless it's an American based company where they need an English speaker, I think you will need to speak Italian to be able to communicate with your colleagues or your boss, unless it's an American based company or you're like working for, 
you know, the consulate or something like that, where the English is more on the dominant side. Now, for anyone who's listening, who's trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? I think I want to move abroad, but I'm not totally sure I'm kind of over America or I'm over my job. What do I do? Is there any advice that you um, might give them about how to overcome whatever things might be holding them back to just make the decision to go? I think, um, like how you mentioned, like financial security, I think that's probably the biggest reason why someone wouldn't come. So I think research is going to be the biggest tool for you, depending on like the area that you want to try out living abroad. Maybe it be you know, Portugal or something like that, researching like how common are English speakers there? Is it going to be hard for me to adapt? I'm not going to really try to make an effort to learn the language, but I need to work. Or if you're able to work remotely, like some countries offer digital nomad visas where you can apply for that visa and work remotely in that country. So I think doing the research and the legwork of knowing what your options are and what hurdles you'll have to overcome when you move so that you make the transition as easy as possible for you because it's not easy to move anywhere. Like if you move to a new state, making new friends, things like that. So I think as long as you're the more prepared you are, the better. Great. Thank you. The last question I have is more focused around kind of the move abroad. Um, So, you know, once you've made the decision to move abroad and you decided, okay, I'm just going to take some time off, which a lot of people are doing right now. Um, Like, okay, I I don't want to go there and find work immediately. I just want to go. I want to save some money. I want to go. I want to live my best life until it runs out. And then I'll worry about finding a job. There are a lot of varying opinions on how much you have should have saved, um, how to figure out how much things will cost. Um, What insights do you have about paying for the actual move abroad Um, and like how much that move might cost or how much like to have saved in your opinion? Of course, it will vary. But for like you and your process, how did that go? Well, it depends. Like um, I sold pretty much everything except like you know, personal valuables that I left at my brother's house. And then I shipped all of my stuff. Like I didn't leave any like clothing or whatever that like, Oh, you know, when I come back, I'll, I'll grab this or that. If I come back, it'd be like grabbing like my plaque with my college diploma or something like that. It's not anything of like, I might need it here or like I left my winter coats cause it's mainly warm. I shipped everything and that cost me around, to ship all my stuff. I packed up 11 boxes that were 20 by 20. Like, and I took three suitcases with me and, and I, I sold my car, everything. So I'd say like cost of shipping your, whatever you're taking and maybe your plane ticket, depending on how you like to fly. I say max 7,000 just to get to the place you need to be. And then, uh, based on how you rent, because like certain visas require you to have a lease in place. So you might have to pay like a, a six months rent or a year. I personally, if I don't want to have to worry about paying rent. I would pay up front for the whole year. But based on where you live, like some areas in Europe, you can rent a place for 450 euros, which is basically like a month. So, and then a lot of places include furniture already. 
utilities might be wrapped into that. So I would just do your research on where you can rent and you always want to let the landlord know like I'm based on on a visa and I only want a year lease because a lot of people here rent three to four years up front they sign a contract for a long term and I'm just like wow you know California is one year no one signs any longer than that so I think just knowing the the rental rules and how things work will make your process of like planning out budgeting of how to save and you know, there's lots of websites that let you know, like average cost of living in Berlin, like or going out to eat, like they even break down like grocery store, like buying organic milk or whatever. So or like you're buying like top meats, you can kind of budget out like if I'm actually going to cook or go out to eat and budget out how much you need to have per week living in, in the city that you're moving to. Mm-hmm. There's and a lot of resources online also. Like it's, I feel like if you're willing to do the legwork and search, you can be really prepared for your move. And would you recommend selling everything or do you, hindsight, do you wish that there are some things that you would have held on to? I actually wish I'd sold more clothes. Like I put a bag aside to ship to sell on consignment because I kind of like was like, oh, I might wear this, I might wear that. I could have got rid of it before I moved. So mm-hmm. I think definitely narrow it down to like things, you know, you wear, so you don't ship them here and then you're getting rid of, I've donated a ton of clothes since I moved here. So mm-hmm. I think just knowing, you know, getting rid of that, like sentimental value of like, Oh, I, this memory happened when I wore something kind of thing. I wish I didn't do because then I would have gotten rid of a lot more before I moved. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's ever been like, yeah, I wish I would have kept more. Everyone's like, I yeah. wish I would have sold everything. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. So any last, last like thoughts or advice or insights here? I say if you really show that you're like, even if you aren't planning on being fluent in the language of the country you live in, making that like little effort of like knowing how to say like, I don't know how to speak, you know, does anyone speak the language? People really um, appreciate that, the effort. Like, even if you can speak a little bit, which I can, they'll notice that I'm not that great and they'll try to make an effort to speak to me in English. So it's, I feel like they really appreciate the effort of um, you trying. Great. Respecting the culture. I love it. Yeah. I think that's a, a big adjustment is like, realizing like hey this is not america they have their own way of doing things and respecting their way of life and not expecting them to conform to your american ways i think that's very important to go into another country knowing like it's it's rude it's like them coming to america and be like oh you guys should be doing things this way you know yes well, thank you again for your time. So, so appreciate it. It's been great talking to you. Great hearing your story. I do really appreciate um, you just sharing, you know, freely about kind of how you got to get to Puya. Um, and you definitely make me want to go move to the beach. So yeah, I think it's, it's an untapped region that they're really starting to like invest in tourism here. So I think within 10 years, it'll be one of the most popular destinations, especially because of the way the beaches are here. And there's yeah. so much slime. Yeah, I didn't realize there's like 30 minute, 30 minute. That's great. Yeah. And I don't think anywhere else, maybe in Calabria, you can get to the coast. I don't know. I feel like Calabria is a little bit wider than 
Salento. So yeah. Wow. We're blessed down here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. I so appreciate it. So if any of you are interested in moving abroad or need some help taking the leap, I am here to support you on your personal journey. You can head over to my website, www.yourbestlifeabroad.com for information on how to get started. So thanks again for joining us today. And there is no time like the present to live your best life abroad. Mm-hmm.